Welcome back. This is the Y'all Show, broadcasting on a Wednesday, the show all about the South. I'm your host, John Rawl. Hope you've had a great day, and we're going to make your day even more special on this all-Dixie program. We've got a good one lined up, as we always do. On today's Y'all Show, we'll take a look at the Atlantic Coast Conference. Our friend Jonathan Leifheit will be dropping back by and telling us about the forthcoming ACC Media Days taking place next week in the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's coming up here on today's Y'all Show. Plus, we'll have a visit with Precious Harris, the Nashville Music Line, in Hour 2, where you can find out all about Music Row, what's going on in Nashville, country music, some of the gossip. <laughs> if you want to know what's going on in Nashville, Precious is the way to go. And speaking of Nashville, later this hour, we're going to have a Our South History feature where we look at what happened in Nashville 100 years ago this week. It was the infamous 1918 Great Train Wreck where more than 100 people were killed. And we'll tell you about it. And actually, there's an old David Allen Coe song about that wreck. And we'll play that for you here this hour, actually, on the Y'all Show. So some history coming up here. And right now in this little segment that we kind of go through the headlines, here's your tease to stay tuned for some of the headlines we've got coming at you. Southern Blight. I'll tell you what that is. Hey, if you want to get involved... Our number, 803-816-1170. That's how you can reach us here on the Y'all program anytime. And that's a number to call or text. We also are on Twitter, at Y'all Show. And coming soon, we're taking over all of social media. So get on board now as we deliver this daily message, Monday through Friday, about the South and the history and the great features that this region has. We got it all. Y'all. Okay, what is going on in the South? Well, more than 500 people have been sickened by a bacteria at a zip line in Gatlinburg. Officials say an E. coli bacteria caused the sickness, and more than 500 people's, people have been affected by it at this zip line attraction, Climb Works. And this began in mid-June all the way up until early July. And people that are affected by this E. coli outbreak are in multiple states. People that came to Gatlinburg to the Climb Works Zipline Canopy Tour have been affected by this. So a scary thing. Again, more than 500 people sickened by an E. coli bacteria that has happened as a result of a Zipline Center in Gatlinburg. Not good. Also in the state of Tennessee, with temperatures soaring to 92 degrees yesterday, a number of concert goers at the Vans Warp Tour. This is an alternative rock tour that's now in its 24th year touring the country. And in Nashville, more than 20 people had to go to the hospital because of temperatures, because of the heat, heat-related illnesses they suffered. 200 people were treated for heat-related illnesses at this concert. This is a, a warp tour, has multiple acts on it, and this concert started at 11 o'clock in the morning, expected to draw at least 15,000 people to the venue with 60 bands. <laughs> yeah, 
they got quite a few performers, 60 bands at the Nashville stop of this tour. And if you like alternative rock, the Warp Tour has been going on, as we said, for about 25 years. According to one of the organizers of it, this may be the last year that they do it nationwide at least. So no wonder so many people went to the Vans, Warp Tour Vans, as in, I guess, the shoe is the sponsor of the Warp Tour. And in Nashville, at least, the heat got to them on this all-day concert. Now back to the dumb D-U-M-M category of Florida deputies find an alligator in the back seat of an alleged burglar's getaway car. This baby alligator was found in the suspect's car, according to the Orange County Sheriff's Office. They were called, the deputies were called about a man who allegedly was attempting to burglarize a white Ford pickup truck. And when they got to him, 32-year-old Grant Belcher jumped into a white Chevy Impala as a woman drove away from the area. The two were followed by a sheriff's deputy and they were arrested after they were stopped and authorities searched the car's back seat. That's where they found a baby alligator with its mouth taped shut, placed in a trash can. Belcher was charged with a burglary of a conveyance, trespassing on school grounds, and alligator poaching. And he's being held at the facility on bond. Again, this goes in the category of dumb, D-U-M-M dumb. Another, another crazy Floridian. Now to Charlotte, where organizers there are trying to get the Republican National Convention to Charlotte, North Carolina in the year 2020. You'll remember it was in Cleveland in 2016 and in 2020 when President Trump uh, supposedly, I guess he'll run again, is up for re-election. They're hoping to have the convention in Charlotte, possibly as, as one of the places. Charlotte's been joined by Las Vegas to bid on the convention in 2020. But here's the problem. Members of Charlotte's Democratic delegation there in their city government are suggesting they should turn down the convention if the party chooses the North Carolina city when they make this decision later in July. The members of the Democratic committee said that they were worried about dangerous protesters taking over the city, and others say that President Donald Trump is too divisive of a figure in a Republican convention when he isn't in office would be fine. Well, guess what? It is a tremendous honor for any city to host any political convention. Charlotte hosted the Democratic convention, I think, in 2008. I remember Obama gave a big speech in front of a packed crowd at Bank of America Stadium. And if the Republicans want to come to Charlotte in, in North Carolina, where it's a red state, and nearby South Carolina is a red state, and we're in a red part of the country, the South, I think they should take the money and run and be happy that any convention is coming to Charlotte. So not sure what the Republican National Committee is going to end up doing. As we said, Charlotte and Las Vegas are in the mix to host the 2020 Republican National Convention. Another man that could be back in the dumb category, D-U-M-M, he's been fined $10,000 for killing a Louisiana black bear. The Louisiana black bear is the official state mammal of Louisiana, and Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries officials say 30-year-old Ronald Kimball of Letsworth was charged after he thought he was shooting a feral hog when he actually shot a black bear. A judge revoked Kimball's hunting and fishing license, and he's got to pay $10,250. 
So if you're going to go out, make sure that it's not a hog or make sure it's a hog if you're going to be killing something and just assuming it's a hog. This man thought he was killing a hog when it was actually a bear. There is no season for the Louisiana black bear, by the way, in Louisiana. The bear that was killed was a four and a half year old female and it was found in Concordia Parish, which is upstream about an hour upstream from Baton Rouge. She'd been hit by two rifle bullets. Louisiana black bear killed and a man now been fined for killing it. Speaking of wild animals, mountain lions are evidently on the move and they could be coming to the show me state soon. In Cape Girardeau, along the Mississippi River in southeast Missouri, mountain lions could be coming back there soon. Officials said the cats haven't been reproducing in the Show Me State for nearly a century, but with new sightings, they believe that could be changing. Al Hendershot with the Missouri Department of Conservation says that they've been having a running tab of how many have been sighted, and the recent one was the second, 72nd reported mountain lion confirmed in Missouri. He said the animal has been considered extricated since 1920, but I think I think they're coming back. If you remember back a couple of months ago, someone in Washington State was killed by a mountain lion. So not always a good thing if they uh, are going to be in your neighborhood. But the last confirmed sighting in southeast Missouri was in September of last year in Iron County. And again, 72 sightings in Missouri right now. And if they're in Missouri, you bet your bottom dollar they're in other southern states or they're coming from the west where... Remember, mountain lions, also known as cougars, have been in the south historically. We've got Florida panthers down in south Florida, I know. So keep your eye open for mountain lions, as if you needed one more thing to be worried about when you step outside. But according to most people, mountain lions are extremely shy and do not want to be around humans. So probably not going to have any issues if you are near a mountain lion in the near future. Texas is CNBC's top state for business. Great honor for the Lone Star State. They land the top spot. And this is familiar territory for Texas. It becomes the first four-time winner in the study put out by CNBC. Great deal there. A lot of that goes to Texas's crude oil industry, the reason they have such a strong economy. And Texas has added more than 350,000 jobs in the past year with the largest increase in the energy sector. So kudos to Texas for this high mark. Now, if Texas is high, unfortunately, on the other end of the spectrum, you've got some southern states that are pulling up the bottom of the CNBC list. And West Virginia and Mississippi are, are some of those states. West Virginia was ranked 48th overall in this CNBC listing of America's top states for business 2018, Mississippi came in dead last. Alaska was down at the bottom too. The states were ranked on their grades in 10 categories related to business determined by a variety of data from the states themselves and federal government sources among others. So good job, West Virginia, or good job, Texas, bad job, West Virginia, and Mississippi. But unfortunately, Texas has a little bit more of an advantage over West Virginia and Mississippi because they're so huge and they got a lot of oil. And that's not equal 
for those other two states and the rest of the South that fall in between all those other states that are on the list. All right, got you a garden going this time of year, and you're just so proud of tomatoes because there's nothing like a juicy tomato in the summer months. Well, unfortunately, you could be having issues with something called southern blight, a fungal disease that affects the soil, and this poses a big threat to tomatoes. The Mississippi State University Extension Service says conditions this summer have been ripe for a significant disease outbreak, and that could hurt the growth of tomatoes in Mississippi and likely other southern states. This disease is referred to as southern blight, and it has a white thread-like growth along with brown or tan round structures at the base of the stem. Mississippi State Extension Service says there are no home garden fungicides to fight the disease, but tomatoes can be protected from infected soil by wrapping in foil the part of the tomato stem that touches the soil. So, if you love tomatoes and you want that full crop, then watch out for southern blight, a fungal disease that could be affecting the soil, which would then in turn affect your nice, juicy, ripe tomatoes. And I love tomatoes this time of year just by themselves, but my goodness, if you could get them on a hamburger or any kind of other sandwich, just such a difference this time of year versus in the winter when they're getting them, I guess, from Mexico in a lot of cases, and they're just just not the same. All right, here's a man with a green thumb, and you might know him from what he did on the green gridiron. Danny Ford, remember the old Clemson football coach that went on to coach the Arkansas Razorbacks in the 1990s, former Alabama Crimson Tide football player? Well, he's been a fan of agriculture since he got out of coaching and has his own farm. I don't know what goes on there, maybe cows mostly. But now the former Clemson coach is into hemp growing in South Carolina. South Carolina recently gave out some permits for a a select few farmers to start growing hemp. And Danny Ford's got his own hemp field in Pickens County, where Clemson is located. And he said that it's the hardest thing that he's ever done to tell you the truth. It's what Danny Ford, the pride of Gadsden, Alabama, by the way. He said it's even harder than coaching a national championship football team, but the new field he's working on is just as rewarding. So he's got more than 170 rows of hemp crop. He and his son Lee and his grandson are part of a team of research people across South Carolina in a pilot program to grow hemp for South Carolina. Right now, 20 farmers throughout the Palmetto State have permits to grow hemp. I don't know exactly what they're going to do with that. Coach Ford said that they planted 54,000 hemp seeds at his upstate South Carolina hemp farm. But he knows about team and how teams come together, and he and his son and grandson are going to be a team effort as they try to be hemp farmers in South Carolina. Again, South Carolina, nowhere close to legalizing marijuana. I don't really know what a hemp field for him is going to be used for but if you go back to the south and its history hemp was grown especially in Kentucky back in the Civil War era they used it for all types of things like rope was made out of hemp and other items so Danny Ford more than just a college football coach a hemp farmer in Clemson South Carolina and finally as we look across the headlines of the south Reese Witherspoon 
huge actress, been in so many big films and just beloved by so many. Well, she's now 42 years old, and she was born in Louisiana, but spent most of her childhood in Nashville, went to Harpeth Hall, a very exclusive female private school in the Nashville area. Went back there just about two years ago to give the graduation speech, I think, at her school or, or speak to her school, which was a great honor. Well, she's getting in touch more and more with her southern roots, and she's got a new book coming called Whiskey in a Teacup. It, it's not out now. It'll be out later in the fall, but she's planning a tour, and this tour will have her stopping off in places throughout the south, so make a note of this. Reese Witherspoon on a book tour coming up. She'll be in Charleston, South Carolina, September 18th. Charlotte, North Carolina on the 19th of September. Louisville, Kentucky on the 21st of September. Washington, D.C., September 22nd. Back in her hometown of Nashville on the 23rd of September. Waco, Texas on September 27th. And she's also got a stop in Birmingham along the way, too. But she's going to be out promoting whiskey in a teacup, her new southern-flavored book, and it's good to see her out there doing that. A lot of people run from their southernness when they get to be super big. Well, she was super big years ago. She's still a big, big deal. She'll be in Birmingham, by the way, on September 18th. And it, I'm sorry, she'll be in Birmingham September 20th. The book comes out September 20th. And she's going to be in Birmingham at the Alabama Theater, which is on 3rd Avenue North. And this is, again, one of the eight cities that she'll be stopping in in September when her book comes out. Uh, it's about growing up in the South and what it taught her about love, life, and bacon biscuits. All right. Um, I guess she's a good biscuit baker. Reese Witherspoon, whiskey in a teacup. We'll have to get her on the show. I'll put a request in with her book publisher to get this Nashvilleian on our y'all show. Well, we'll go to a break now here on the Y'all Show. And when we come back, we'll turn our attention to the Atlantic Coast Conference as this conference is getting ready to hold its media days next week in Charlotte. Jonathan Lifehite will stop by to tell us about that. Plus, he's got some news on recruiting for 2019. If you want to know if your high school stars are out there in the mix with ACC schools, well, Jonathan Lifehite will be here to tell us. And that's coming up next here on the Y'all Show. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. 
you need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I'm as happy as a clam. Disclaimer. GEICO cannot guarantee you will be, quote, as happy as a clam, unquote. The GEICO legal team cannot accurately verify clams even experience the complex human emotional state known as happiness. As an invertebrate mollusk living half submerged on the ocean floor with no arms, legs, or wireless access, what's there to be happy about? A clam's all like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't get turned into New England clam chowder today. Pronounced regionally as chowder. Chowder. Oh, that's so fun to say. What were we talking about again? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. And welcome back into y'all, the show all about the South, alongside Jonathan Leifheit, now ACC Insider with 247sports.com. This is your host, John Rawl, and yes, it is Wednesday, and Wednesdays is when we will often turn our attention to the Atlantic Coast Conference when we have our collegiate sports report. Jonathan, good to see you, good to hear from you, good to talk to you. Hopefully your holiday week last week was good because we didn't talk to you since the 4th of July fell on a Wednesday. Hopefully you've been able to make it through the last two weeks without us. I have managed to survive. It's been tough, but, but yeah, I didn't make it without you guys. Ah, man, it was tough. Tough on our end, maybe not on your end. But <laughs> uh, the uh, summer going quickly, which means we're roughly, I think I counted it up, we're seven weeks away from Labor Day weekend now. Can't get here soon enough. Oh, okay, you're of that mindset. I wasn't sure if you were ready to slow it down and keep enjoying uh, the summer before the madness began i'll do a little of both oh okay all right well we just heard the sound of the miami hurricane band the fight song from miami playing your coastal division champions of 2017 and that's a catchy little tune that my son and i will sing from time to time you know how it goes jonathan uh, no, I don't, but I believe that would be played by, they call themselves the Band of the Hour. Ah, okay. It's, uh, I don't know all the words, but it's Miami, 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 hurricanes, and then it keeps on going. But for Miami, that's not too bad of a song. You know, this is a different school. Let's face it. They, they do stand out compared to the Georgia Techs and Clemsons of the world. Down yeah, there. they're a pretty good school down there. Uh, not too bad at all. I mean interesting fan base that, that they certainly have but it's it's kind of interesting to go to one of their games it's a a real interesting mix of people that you have that, that show up at those games but they they definitely have a pretty good school down there yeah we we played that song because we want to spotlight again it's very easy to forget about miami but they had a heck of a year in 2017 they did fall yep. apart at the end but prior to that i mean there was talk this thing could be playing for a national championship and they had the opportunity to do that yeah, they started out ten and zero, and they and they, you know it, it certainly came down to the end. Uh, they kind of they uh, they were definitely living uh, kind of dangerously all year long. Had several games that could have gone either way, and they managed to pull them off. And 
Uh, and then, it, then as the year kind of wound down, then it, they kind of paid for that a little bit, had some go against them. So, but still, you know, start out 10 and 0. I think they ended up 10 and 3. Um, and I think everybody thought this year would be the year that they kind of uh, stepped up and played better. And instead, last year, they immediately kind of got up there. So they might be a little bit ahead of schedule. Yeah, they were 10 and 3 because they didn't play a game at Arkansas State. So that was a game because of the hurricane, not to Miami hurricane, but the hurricane that happened last fall. They didn't go to Jonesboro, Arkansas, which I don't know why in the world they would have gone there anyway. They've gone to some strange places in the last couple of years. I know they played at Boone against Appalachian State a few years back and I'm trying to think where where else they might have shown up on a small school schedule. You wouldn't think of a a program with the history that Miami had would be going to places like that, but <laughs> I guess they want people to come south too and play at their stadium. But they, they did have a good year. They fell apart. They lost to Pitt. That was their first loss of 2017. They lost the bowl game. We know about yep. that. But what was the other loss they had, maybe their last game of the year? ACC championship game. Okay, so they lost to Pitt, the ACC championship game, and then the bowl game. Yeah, they lost to Clemson. Okay. Yep, and then the bowl game. So they yep. only lost one regular season game then. Uh, more or less. Yeah, they were, they ended up going ten and one on the year, so they had a you know pretty good deal okay. going into the postseason. Yeah, so they really kind of did. I mean, it hurt that they lost to Clemson in the championship game, but uh, it would have been a lot prettier slate if they had not fell apart when they had a road game at Pitt in November, uh, right around Thanksgiving. I remember watching that. And just was yep. scratching my head. Well, how in the world could this be happening? But well, as I mentioned, they were living dangerously all year. Had you know, uh, you know, I was I was actually at the game that they had where they played Georgia Tech um, and converted a a fourth and ten miracle, mm-hmm. uh, and then got were able to to uh, uh, to kick the field goal. So they had several close calls, and I, I believe Tech wasn't the only one. I think they also had a close one against Florida State, and uh, just seemed like every 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 break that you could possibly get last year went their way, yeah. uh, you know, up until the end of the season. And the fourth and ten you referenced in the game at home against Georgia Tech wasn't your typical fourth and ten. There was a driving rainstorm, and literally the Miami player caught the ball on his back. Yeah, it, it, and it had it had ricocheted or, or or deflected, however you want to call it. Had two defenders on there, hit off of both of them before settling into the guy's hands as he's on his back. So. Mm-hmm. When I say miracle, I mean miracle. <laughs> miracle in Miami, but it wasn't in Miami. It was in Miami Gardens. Jonathan, did, yep. did Mark Rick, was he the ACC coach of the year last year? Uh, you know, I believe he was. Okay, that's. I thought he was. I mean, we, we've turned the page to 2018. We're going to talk about 2018, but still want to make sure that if, we, if you're a Canes fan, if you're part of the U, don't think that we're <laughs> forgetting about you here on y'all. You are in our southern footprint and you're in the ACC. We we love you, okay? And all of your enemies, well, we love you too, especially if you're in the South. So we are turning our page. Anything going on here in the last uh, two weeks or so that we need to catch up with on the ACC front from you? Well, uh, so the ACC next week will be holding their uh, their big kickoff celebration, uh, the ACC uh, media kickoff. I believe that'll be on Wednesday and Thursday of next week. So uh, things are gearing up for that. They, they announced... Uh, um, some of the players that will be attending for that. Um, so, you know, that's that's in play. So, got that. And then, uh, you know, really then at, that, at this point, it's been mostly kind of recruiting 
and then kicking off, uh, getting ready to to get down to uh, the season and, and practices starting and whatnot. Now, the ACC media event, that is what, a two-day event? It is, um, and it's going to be on Wednesday and Thursday of next week. Uh, Wednesday, they'll have the uh, the coastal coaches, and, and on Thursday, they'll have the uh, um, Atlantic. the Atlantic coaches. Okay. Yeah. And so is there going to be a time where all coaches there are there the same evening or day? Or I believe whatever? Wednesday night they'll all be there. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure that I'm not sure that they'll have availability. And there's a, there's usually like a uh, haven't gotten the final schedule yet, but they usually have some kind of a kind of a reception or whatnot that you'll see some of them. Uh, at uh, on one night they've kind of been changing the schedule up in recent years it used to be that you'd have all of them there and they'd have a dinner um last year they kind of changed that up and i think this year they're they're even making some more changes to it so we'll kind of haven't really seen the schedule yet but we'll see how, how it goes now for someone like you in the media jonathan do you like the current schedule does it help you get a lot accomplished or is it really not even that big of an event for you well, it's gotten to be less of an event because, you know, we used to have, um, you really used to be able to go and sit down with the coaches and ask, you know, most of the questions that you wanted to ask, you'd be sitting there right next to them, be able to have a good conversation with them. Um, these days, it's it's really more, uh, you know, a bunch of guys sit, kind of sitting up at the microphone and waiting for, for questions to come out. So you don't get kind of that one-on-one that you used to get. Um, but, you know, I kind of understand why they're why they're doing what they're doing. Well, that, a lot of people may not realize behind the scenes, they have a lot of ESPN shows that they have to go make appearances on, not just for that time, but really for down the road. They'll be commenting on a game from last year, five years ago, that they'll end up using in some kind of other production. So a lot a lot that's going on behind the scenes that you may not be aware of at ACC yep. Media Days, but they ought to spend one-on-one time with you, Jonathan. <laughs> Absolutely, every one of them. Yeah. If they know best, they, they ought to. But that's coming up, and we're excited. In fact, Jonathan, the first media event of the college football season is going to be happening not all that far from where you are, and it's going to be happening this Friday. Take a guess. Okay. Which, take a guess which conference. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, probably like the Conference USA or something nope, like that. Nope, nope, It's a conference you better be studying up on because – one of the members of that conference is Georgia Tech's very first opponent in 2018. The SWAC uh, conference is having their media day fr- uh, Friday in Birmingham. So if you're bored and want to learn about the SWAC and Alcorn State, isn't that Georgia Tech's first opponent? Uh, actually, you know, I'm blanking out right now. I had not I had not memorized the schedule coming in here. So I think it is. I think the Braves come back to Atlanta. They played there a few years ago against Georgia Tech, but that yeah, is we'll be, beat them pretty good. I think it was something like sixty-nine to three or sixty-nine <laughs> just, to nothing. Just just a little small game there, but yes, yeah, and it is Alcorn State. Yeah, so thank yeah. you for confirming that. Well, you're quite welcome. Alcorn State coming over to play Georgia Tech in Week One, Labor Day weekend, but the SWAC getting things going. This Friday, so we're basically with these press conferences and these media events, they're kind of the unofficial start to college football season because next up is practice, and then you got the real action. Toe meets leather, and that will be happening before we know it. So you mentioned recruiting. We're going to dive heavy into recruiting. We're talking with Jonathan Lifehite, 247sports.com. ACC Insider has a large bit of information in his back pocket on Georgia Tech, especially GoJackets.com. 
But Jonathan, we we want to talk about recruiting. I want to first ask about this issue because it's come up and it's fairly recent news. There's the new red shirt rule. Can you please explain what that really is all about? Yeah, what it is is it's really kind of given a, you know teams an opportunity to play players. Um, previously, you could play them in the first quarter of the season, and then um, you know if they got injured or something, you could still claim you know, kind of get a red shirt. What they've done now is is stated basically if a player doesn't play in any more than four games, um, and that could be at the beginning of the season, it could be at the end of the season, they qualify for a red shirt. And I think that's going to be you know kind of interesting, particularly. Um, as you wind down a season, you get to the last four games, you know, a lot of times you'll see a team, you know, get get somebody hurt or something like that. They really would like to play a player, but guess what? Um, that player hasn't played all season, and if they play them, they're going to get two games out of them in limited spot duty, and they're going to lose their redshirt year. So really this kind of gives an opportunity for them to play, if, you know, a few more players and get them out there and not lose that redshirt year. So I think you're going to see some, you know, uh, get to be pretty interesting as to how some of the coaches maneuver around or, you know, and, and use players and when they use them. Uh, and, you know, you might have a player that maybe they didn't expect to be as good. And he turns out, you know, in, from practice and he gets out there in the field and really performs. I think you're going to see kids, you know, kind of take this as a, as an, as an opportunity to prove themselves. And uh, it might, it might shake up, you know, how some of the players that you see actually out there the rest of the year. Okay. Again, that's a new rule, and it is now in effect, correct? Uh, yes, it will be in effect for 2018. Okay. All right. So that uh, I know we've had some college football coaches that are pretty famous make comments about it, and a lot like it. Maybe a few out there may not like it, but, hey, it's the rule, so you got to live with it. One rule we saw going into this year at the end of 2017 was a change in how you recruit they added a new signing day in December, an early signing period in college football. Tell us how that went now that we're eight months past when that happened. Yeah, so that it definitely did make a difference, I think, uh, in terms of how, how it went. You had, you know, really kind of, if the player didn't sign in December, then you kind of had to wonder just how, how committed were they to you. Um, so, uh, you know, that kind of changed the dynamic a little bit. The other thing that happened is, um, traditionally what's happened is, is the kind of the football seasons ended and, you know, you get to kind of the bowl season and then you've got, now you've got the entire month of January and you're basically spending all your time trying to, to babysit all these players that haven't signed yet with you, but are committed or, you know, close to it. So what that did is, is it really eliminated a whole lot of drama in the month of uh, January and, 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 and right on through till signing day. And it kind of gave you a much broader you know much cleaner picture a lot sooner as to who you had you know kind of come in and who you didn't you know it's not to say there wasn't any drama in january because you had some kids that didn't make their mind up until later but nonetheless you know it, i think it really alleviated some of the i'll call the craziness that that happens you know in january with kids flipping and then flipping back and then decommitments in, in schools, you know, scrambling to get players and trying to poach other teams and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. It was, it was really pretty nutso how, how it had gotten the last few years. And I think the December signing period really alleviated some of that drama. 
Well, we are now in July, which means we're five months away from December 2018 and the signing class for 2019. So, Jonathan, if you can, tell us any news on the recruiting front in the ACC. So, um, you know, if you start to go and kind of take a look at some of the uh, the teams in the ACC, uh, you know, right now it probably comes as no surprise the leaders in recruiting are, uh, are Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Um, they're pretty much, I think, you can probably put them overall, uh, if you look at the rankings, they're, for what they're worth, they're kind of uh, running in at, let's see, Clemson's sitting at 9, Florida State's at 12, Miami's at 16. Uh, so those are kind of the top three. Surprisingly, NC State's coming in at 20 right now. Um, but, you know, it's still pretty early in terms of the classes. I think they'll probably slide down a good bit because they're they got a quite a large number of players and uh, probably not going to be able to maintain the momentum. So um, right now that's kind of how it's looking. I don't think there's any big surprises in the ACC. Um, you know, you kind of expect Clemson and Florida State usually to lead the pack. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it doesn't, it, to me, it doesn't look too big, too surprising at this point. I think the biggest surprise to me is, uh, probably that Louisville, who traditionally recruits pretty well, um, they only have six commitments at this point, And I think they're second to from the bottom, uh, just ahead of Syracuse, who has five. Jonathan, with the ACC now being spread out from New York State all the way down to Florida, uh, you've got Louisville, I guess, the Western outpost in the ACC. And then mm-hmm. you deal with all the tough academic schools. I'm not saying every ACC school is a tough, but many have very strong, very high standards. Which school is the toughest one to recruit to? Well, you know, in my opinion, when you start looking at that, I think there's probably a group of uh, several um, that are probably pretty tough to. Um, Boston College is probably one of them. Lake Forest is another, and I I uh, have to put my own school, Georgia Tech, as, as probably the third. Those three probably have the some of the hardest things to overcome. Duke's probably a little better since Cliff came in. They gave him a little more slack, and they put a little more resources into football and, and given him a little more exceptions. So they're probably not far off of that that those you know that group of four there that uh, are the toughest to recruit to. And let's not leave out Wake Forest, which is uh, – I did. Okay. All right. I'm I sorry. did say them. All right. Well, good for you. I just know that they're, they're, I think they're, are they the smallest school in the conference? Uh, yeah. And that's not even close. They're, they're very, very small group. Uh, I think their undergrad is only in the like five or 6,000 or something like that. Yeah. Might, might be closer to seven at this point. And recruiting from going after a young man, trying to get him to come to that school where you're not sure how they may do academically. That's going to be tough. And some of these schools haven't had the great success in football, so that's tough. But if you flip the script, you've got some really massive schools in the ACC that maybe aren't quite as tough academically, but they are having great success, so that makes it tough to recruit. Yeah, I think when you look at that, probably, you know, North Carolina right now would be a surprise. Usually they recruit better than they are. Uh, they've only got 11 at this point, and they're – you know, if you look at the the rankings, kind of they they haven't really landed any marquee players at this point. So, you know, they're a massive school and probably should be doing better than they are right now. All right. Well, Jonathan is with the website 247sports.com. And if you want to know what's going on in college football recruiting for the ACC or any of the enemy conferences, it is the destination to find out what's going on with prospects all over the country. 
And this is a 12-month process where kids are being considered. They've got all – does 24-7 sports really get into these summertime camps with like 7-on-7 seven seven and all this other stuff? Yeah, they do cover some of that. they got guys that go out and take a look at some of that, and they follow it. Uh, you know, um, they're, they're a CBS uh, – you know, we're affiliated with CBS, so, you know, some of that stuff shows up from time to time. And, yeah, there's definitely guys that are out there looking at it. And Jonathan, if you happen to know this off the top of your head, great, you probably do. But if not, can you tell me who like is the prize recruit for 2019? <laughs> um, well, I mean, if you kind of look at uh, some of those, uh, um, you know, I guess it depends. If you're looking at kind of quarterbacks and stuff like that, Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh, okay. Where is he from? Sounds like he's from Louisiana. Uh, no, he's actually from Oaks Christian, Thousand Oaks, California. Oh, okay. He's a defensive end, um, and so he's listed as the number one recruit in the country for what it's worth. Anybody in the South after him? Uh, let's see. Taking a look, there's Nolan Smith, uh, who's at IMG Academy from Bradenton, Florida, and then Ishmael Sopcher from, I don't know how you say this, Amite, Louisiana. Okay. So those are all players that, uh, you know, from the South. There's quite a few. If you go kind of go into, into into Georgia, where I'm here from, Cedar Grove, Jason Hazelwood is uh, like listed as number six. Um, what and position Owen, is he? He is a wide receiver, and unfortunately, he's made a very poor selection in schools he's going to attend. Right, let me guess. He's going to Athens. <laughs> yeah, he is. And I'm not talking about Athens, Greece. That would be the place. Okay. Well, hey, it's just a commitment. We just talked about it. It's not official until they put pen on paper, and they can't do that until December. So. That's right. Young man, if you're listening, maybe there's an ACC school for you. Yeah, maybe there's somewhere anywhere better than that. <laughs> Jonathan fight. anything else you need to throw in here before we say adieu to you? No, I think I've, uh, I think I've insulted them enough. All right. Jonathan is with 24-7 Sports, GoJackets.com, part of CBS Sports Digital. Check it out. We appreciate it. We look forward to having you back on here real, real soon, sir. All right. We'll talk to you next week. And a reminder, you can keep up with the activity of the Atlantic Coast Conference by visiting their official website, theacc.com. We'll go to a break. When we come back, we're going to have our Our South History segment, and we'll spotlight a horrible train accident that happened 100 years ago this week just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, and how this accident cost over 100 people their lives. That's coming up next, Our South History on Y'all. Don't go anywhere. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2-liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the Brotherhood of Muscle. Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Hi, Tom Bodette, coming to you from one of those open offices. They're designed to make it easier to share ideas and, apparently, the details of Cody the intern's love life. So if you're looking for some space to call your own, try Motel 6. They have the low prices you've come to expect, plus the peace and quiet you so desperately crave. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. And Cody, you can do better. Book online at motel6.com. 
Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And I see how Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart, they should call it Shaq Relief. Ooh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. One sultry summer morning in the year of 1918, 300 men with ebony skin pulled out of Union Station. Headed out of Nashville for Western Tennessee. Homeward bound cause Uncle Sam closed down the munitions factory. At that very moment on the Cheatham County line, old number one train from Memphis was running way behind. Back in the smoking club car, a Memphis gambling man said, gentlemen, I'm folding these cards cause I drew a dead man's hand. Back into the Y'all Show, and that's country legend David Allen Cove from a song on his 1980 album, I've Got Something to Say. That song, The Great Nashville Railroad Disaster. A true story, and indeed, it is a true story. 100 years ago this week, just outside of Nashville in the Bell Mead area of town west of downtown Nashville, an awful wreck happened. The Great Train Wreck of 1918 happened on July 9th of 1918, and more than 100 people were killed when two trains collided in an awful situation. The official death toll, 101 deaths, 171 injuries. Many people think that it actually was a lot higher than that. It's one of the worst train wrecks in American history, and again, it happened 100 years ago this week. A train was traveling from Memphis to Nashville. Another was headed from Nashville to Memphis. And they collided roughly 5 to 10 miles from downtown Nashville. The Interstate Commerce Commission blamed the crash on human error and railroad safety policies. More than 90% of the victims in the crash were black. And the reason for that was there was a segregated train. And the whites were in a different part of the train. And the two trains collided where the blacks were and thus the reason that that's why it had such a huge black death toll reports describe these cars after the wreck have been completely smashed and the bodies of people who were in the front cars were so mangled many of them could not be identified after the crash the interstate commerce commission recommended passenger trains phase out wooden cars in favor of steel cars again the Great train wreck of 1918 happened 100 years ago this week, just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, in an ugly situation. I think I've seen a historical marker near Bellmead. Of course, Bellmead is a very exclusive part of Nashville now. Probably cotton fields, if I had to guess, back in 1918. But now it's got multi-million dollar homes all around it. And 
right there where the two trains collided at Dutchman's Grade near Whitebridge Road on the morning of July 9, 1918. We want to remember that in our Our South History feature today as we salute those who died 100 years ago in the great train wreck of 1918. Well, that concludes hour one of today's Y'all Show. When we come back, we'll have some madness on the program as we have our hashtag hullabaloo back at you. Plus, Precious Harris will join us next hour to give us the lowdown on Music City, USA. What's going on in country music? Well, she'll have the report for us in the Nashville Music Line. That's in hour two of the Y'all Show with General John Ross. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <laughs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. Back into the Y'all Show, Hour 2. John Rawl with you. We've got plenty of country music talk coming right down the turnpike as Precious Harris will be joining us from Music Road, Nashville, Tennessee, in just a few to give her Nashville Music Line report. What all is going on in country music with both the hit makers of today and the legends of yesterday? Precious has it all. Nice and neat coming to you in just a few. Hang on, y'all. We've got country music big time coming up. Right now on the program, we're going to have what we call our hashtag hullabaloo, where we look at the madness of what all is going on in the South, and more importantly, what all you have to say with a Southern angle in our region. And I was playing around the other day, and I thought, on, I was playing around on, in my, on my computer with some of my software, and I thought, you know, hashtag hullabaloo, it needs, it needs a little something extra. We need, to, we need to spice it up. We need an intro. So ladies and gentlemen, here's our brand new hashtag hullabaloo intro. Hopefully you'll like it. Hash. Tag. 
Hullabaloo. Hashtag Hullabaloo. And thank you, kind sir. Yes, it is time for the madness as we dig through social media and find folks from all over Dixie and what they all have to say about this region or whatever they've got on their mind as it relates to this region. Let's step up our educational objective here with a PhD, L.J. Brady. She is a PhD at Vanderbilt in Nashville. And Dr. L.J. Brady on Twitter says, you know it's been hot lately when 80 degrees feels decent to you. <laughs> yes, 80 degrees is, a, you, you might want to go outside with a jacket on if it's 80 degrees in, in the large part of the South. It, it's been ridiculously hot. Not quite as hot as it was a decade ago. I remember in 2007, it got to be like 110 degrees in some portions of the South, maybe even a little higher. It was the worst heat wave I've ever endured as a person that lives in the South. I don't know what was going on with the atmosphere. Global warming, I guess, happened in 2007, but but now, now it's back. I, I don't know. I'm no meteorologist, but L.J. Brady, Dr. Brady, thank you. That's a good point. When it's 80 degrees right now, it does feel like you need to go outside with a jacket on because it's pushing 100 in most of the South. And we need a, I'll tell you what, what cures hot temperatures. And this is no secret. <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about. In the summertime, we get those quick thunder boomers that come up and, and it sprinkles and, and sometimes pours rain for just a few minutes and then it's gone. But boy, that feels so good to go outside when it's just finished raining and maybe still some mist in the air and you get to cool off for a little bit that's truly and they almost always happen in the late afternoon i i don't know what what causes that but yes that 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 is a relief to the 100 plus days that we have here the dog days of summer are upon us here on the y'all show kareen z who is dot bub i9 it looks like on twitter I don't think I'll be Southern until I try Dukes. And she's talking about Dukes mayonnaise. I don't think I'll be Southern until I try Dukes. Damn, I don't even really like mayo anyway. Well, Dukes mayonnaise is special. The Sour Company, I believe, is who makes that. And they're actually from Virginia, if memory serves me correctly. Dukes mayonnaise is it's, it's very Southern. And definitely don't do the Hellman's when you can do Duke's mayonnaise, tomatoes, Duke's it's a tomato sandwich with some Duke's mayonnaise, maybe a little pepper. That's a great summertime Southern treat. But Duke's mayonnaise, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look for it. I know for a long time, Duke's was just not available in a large part of the South. I'm thinking West Tennessee. I'm thinking Mississippi. Across the Mississippi River, it just wasn't available. It was more of an East Coast thing. But it is a delicious product. And if you don't have any, please take my advice. And get you some Duke's mayonnaise. 
I, I knew a guy one time who I lived with in Nashville who I, I never really paid much attention to how big of a deal Dukes was until he was my roommate. And he went ballistic when I didn't have Duke's mayonnaise in the refrigerator one time. And I'm like, okay, lesson learned. And it, it does it does taste better, frankly. Okay, Dukes, here's my number, here's my address if you want to send me a royalty check for all the sales coming your way as a result of the Y'all Show. On Twitter, FitRybar, at RybarFit. When you live in California and try not to sound Southern because people ask so many questions, y'all and fixin' are the hardest things for me not to say. Hashtag can't help myself. Yes, I, I've never lived outside of the South, Fit Rybar, so I don't know your pain, but we do have a unique way of talking and our manners are certainly unique compared to the left coast and so if you do have to live in exile outside of the southeast and go to a place like california i'm sure you try to blend in we, we all try to blend in normally you don't want to be the outsider but my goodness you can't help it if you're from the south i mean there's going to be something come out that that's going to send a red flag to anybody around you. Hey, that guy's from the South. I bet he's an idiot. No, hopefully they don't think that, but they probably do think that. But they can think that we're idiots all day long. We'll just we'll just uh, take them to town whenever we need to on whatever the tax task may be, whether it's making money or in school, whatever the case may be. But I, I think if you live outside of the South, and if you're listening to our show right now and you're living outside of the South, take pride in your Southernness. Let everybody know you're from the South. Why not? People come across our borders illegally, and they're proud of wherever they came from, or they come here legally from other countries, and they're still proud of where they're from. I live in the South. I, I go through neighborhoods, and I see Ohio State flags flying at houses, I see Michigan flags flying. I see other Yankee-fied you know, colleges and other sports teams that have no business being in the South, in my opinion, flying because they're proud of it and they're allowed to have that thought. But darn it, if you live in California or one of these other places outside of our borders and you, you're proud to be a Southerner and you can't hide it, you can't hide the fact that you were born in the South or raised in the South or you came to love the South, show it off. Get you a y'all hat. Go to y'all.com, by the way, Y-A-L-L.com, and we sell those on our website. And that's one way of showing your Southerness. But Fit Rybar, thanks for the feedback. Aisha Lynn, whose Twitter account, at Beauty by Trisha G, she wrote, it's a Southern thing. And then she had a gif she attached to her Twitter sentiment. Okay, get ready for this one. And it's in bright pink, so it kind of gives you a little bit of a warning of, of what, what she's uh, going to have to say here. Yes, I do call people sweetie, darling, baby, and honey. No, I'm not flirting. I'm from the South. That's just how we talk. <laughs> Maybe for women, okay, as a guy, I don't say sweetie. I don't say darling. I'm scared to say baby 
Because if you're a guy in today's world, you don't want to be labeled as a sex maniac, pervert, a misogynist. So I don't say baby and I don't say honey. If you're a woman, yes, I guess you can say all those things and it, it, it's kind of cute. Probably gets old after a while too, but Aisha Lynn, thank you for sharing these these great words. Yes, I do call people sweetie, darling, baby, and honey. And I'm not flirting. I'm just from the South. Well, there's there's a perfect excuse for why you say those things. Come on in. You're, you're welcome with that kind of thought. I got this off Facebook. And with the different tropical storms that we've had already up to, I think, our third one thus far in the season just started on June 1st for hurricanes. I saw this on tw on Facebook and thought that's something we need to talk about, something we need to discuss here on the Y'all Show. And I don't want to give the person that I got it from any credit because they don't deserve it because it's probably not something they'd be too proud of. But here we go. The next tropical storm is going to be named Debbie. I don't know if that's true or not. It probably is. They go in alphabetic order. The next one is going to be D. And assuming this is true, okay. So the next tropical storm is going to be named Debbie. And my friend put, if that storm hits Dallas, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Hopefully you don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, if Debbie does go and hit Dallas, look out. Could be a movie, a, a really bad one. This was a low blow that I found on Facebook from someone who is a sports friend of mine. And when I saw it, it caught my eye because it's Jeff Fisher, the longtime head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Most recently had been the head coach of the Rams in the NFL. And it has a picture of him, kind of not the, the most glorious picture of him down on the sideline. And this was put out on Monday, July 9th, 7-9. And so the, the picture is of Jeff Fisher with huge above his head. It's 7-9. It's July 9th. It's 7-9. Happy Jeff Fisher Day. <laughs> and they're, they're pointing out that Jeff Fisher was notorious for going 7-9 and nine as a head coach. He was a head coach for 22 seasons in the NFL. Had a just over 500 coaching average during his time in Houston, Nashville, St. Louis, and then Los Angeles for one year as the Rams head coach. And it, this just made me chuckle. I'm sorry. It's 7-9. Happy Jeff Fisher Day. <laughs> I got to come to his defense, though. Jeff Fisher, yes, he did have seven and nine seasons. But in 22 years as the head coach, mostly with the Titans, Oilers before that, Rams after that, in 22 seasons at the helm of an NFL team, he went seven and nine four times. So that's not even 25% of the time Jeff Fisher was seven and nine. So that's not fair to Jeff Fisher to pick on him for being seven and nine on July 9th when it was 7-9, happy Jeff Fisher day. I don't know what Jeff Fisher's up to now. Of course, he spent, golly, 1997 was the year the Oilers moved to Nashville, 
and he left Nashville to go with the Rams in 2013, maybe. So he spent 15 to 20 years in Nashville alone. He's a California kid. He went. He played college football for the Trojans of USC. I don't know where he is. I don't think he's living in Nashville, but I, I, I could be wrong with that. He had s some kids that played college football in recent years. Jeff Fisher. Rams had a great season last year. They blew it in the playoffs. They lost to Atlanta in a home playoff game. But the Rams in Los Angeles, they're doing much better. Didn't go 7-9. to nine. One other thing I saw on Facebook, this is just redneck. I think it was in the Hattiesburg, Mississippi area where this video was done. It was actually put up by the wife of someone I know, okay? And it wasn't a, re a retweet or a forward or whatever you want to call that, a repost on Facebook. It looked like she actually filmed it. But it was her in the parking lot of a Walmart somewhere in the Hattiesburg area and out in the parking lot of the Walmart walking around was about four chickens just surfing the parking lot having a good old time and you had to think where did these chickens come from why would chickens live chickens fully grown chickens be hanging out in a Walmart parking lot I guess a Walmart parking lot is a good place to be for human beings. Why not for chickens? But, yeah, that was that was pretty southern right there. And I can't imagine they would be out there too long in the Walmart parking lot. I'm not going to say this was in Hattiesburg. I don't want to accuse Hattiesburg of having chickens on the loose. But I think it was near Hattiesburg in a place like eh, Laurel, for example. Maybe in Collins. I don't know if Collins has a Walmart or not, but yeah, this was something you don't see every day. Animals like chickens in a Walmart parking lot because usually chickens stay in their yard. You don't see too many chickens killed on the road. I, I don't know how they, a lot of times people have chickens just running, running free, roaming in the yard, but they don't often, I don't think, get too close to cars. I don't know. I, I wasn't raised around live animals. So if you think I'm a complete alien for not knowing the chicken habits, forgive me. But I don't think chickens are normally around Walmart. I can guarantee you that one right there. So appreciate seeing that on Facebook. And if you have anything Southern or a little bit left or right of center that you want to share on the Y'all Show, we encourage you to tweet at us at Y'all Show is the way to do that. Or email us, yallshow at y'all.com, Y-A-L-L show at y'all.com. And we'll, we'll put it out there. We, we welcome your photos, your thoughts about anything we're doing here on the program, anything we can do to make us a, a better program. We want to be bigger and better every show, okay? Well, we are going to take a break on the program. We've got Precious Harris coming up in the next segment. And want to tell you on the Thursday edition of the show, we're going to have our Buy the Book feature. And we've got Kevin Powers stopping by. He's a best-selling American fiction writer. And he wrote an amazing book called The Yellow Birds, which was a bestseller. He's got a brand new book out about the Civil War. And Kevin Powers is going to be our special guest. In fact, The Yellow Birds 
made into a movie that you can download right now. It stars Jennifer Aniston, and Powers wrote the novel, The Yellow Bird. So he'll be our guest on the Thursday Y'all Show. Up next, Precious Harris, Nashville Music Line. We've got the latest from Nashville Music City, USA, coming up next on Y'all. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I'm as happy as a clam. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will be, quote, as happy as a clam, unquote. The GEICO legal team cannot accurately verify clams even experience the complex human emotional state known as happiness. As an invertebrate mollusk living half submerged on the ocean floor with no arms, legs, or wireless access, what's there to be happy about? A clam's all like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't get turned into New England clam chowder today. Pronounced regionally as chowder, chowder. Oh, that's so fun to say. What were we talking about again? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. In this country bar I gotta hear some fiddle And some steel guitar A month ago My loving lady threw me out And I don't know what to do So I just do without This old city brings me down And ain't been good to me But it's all that I can do To keep my sanity But the future's looking bright Cause I'm finally feeling right And if it weren't for country music I'd go crazy And welcome back to the Y'all Show As we talk all things Southern on this program Your host John Rawl And we have uh, got you through today With plenty of information Whether it's news, opinion, sports But we love to talk music on this program And there's no better person to bring on to talk about country music than Precious Harris, the Nashville Music Line. And we've got her direct from Music Row right now on the Y'all Show. Hello, Precious. Hey, darling. Southern Wise, how are you today? Wait, are you trying to give me your best Conway Twitty? If you are, you got, you can't say, hey, darling. I know, i got to say, hello, darling. Yeah, yeah. and you got to lower that voice. I know, I can't go, well, I guess I could go a little bit lower, but not much. Yeah. Thank God I don't smoke. I can do really low. Did you ever see Conway? Oh, yeah. I met him, uh, actually, it was in a country radio seminar in the early 90s, and he was there in a powder blue, literally robin egg blue, leisure suit with a gold chain around his neck, uh, no hat on, but he had a leisure suit on, you know, powder blue and he he walked through and it was just like an icon was walking through so he had that persona about him. everybody in the hotel just stopped nobody approached him as he was walking through and he was smiling and waving he was just walking on through and everybody was in such awe that he was there they just stood to the sidelines and watched him walk through you know like mr america or something but it was very very cool and i was in such awe because i had seen him you know on the porter wagner show and 
hee-haw and on TV and things like that since I was little. And all of a sudden, I'm like, holy cow, he's here and he's real. And he looks just like his pictures. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, he passed away in the summer of 1993, which he died about literally about two weeks after I moved to Nashville and when I got to meet you for the first time in 1993. That's it. Yeah, actually, I think it was 92 when I met him uh, at CRS because it wasn't too long after that uh, that he had passed away. And that's, uh, you know, one of my biggest regrets is not being able to interview him because I heard that he was just super, super personality, sweet, nice
with Carter a song called uh, Facebook Her. So they were actually at CRS passing out cards, and I got to meet Thomas. But he's what you see, his personality and what he way he comes across, very loving husband and father, and he is just exactly what you see. Amazing person. Very proud of him as how he's grown up. And it's really neat to see his dad, who they look so much alike, but I was around just like you were when Red Aikens debuted with that song you just mentioned, That Ain't My Truck, on Decca Records, roughly 1994, 95 when that came out. And mm-hmm. one thing about Red, he didn't move to Nashville from what I can remember. He always stayed in Georgia. So Thomas Rhett must have grown up in South Georgia as well. Does that sound right? Yeah, he did for a little bit. Then once Thomas had to be here, I mean, his daddy, Rhett, had to be here more than, uh, and this is how you know you need to move to Nashville. When you're spending more time up here doing your music and your career than you are back home in your hometown. Okay. But, you know, Rhett did establish a wonderful fan base in Georgia, South Georgia. Mm-hmm. And he had to end up here because I'm 99% sure that I think Thomas might have been in seventh or eighth grade when they had to move. So he was, you know, up there. But if I remember right, yeah. um, but so funny, I saw Rhett uh, at the number one party for John Party about a couple of three months ago, and the boots that he had on at the time is the is the is actually the idea for the song "Dirt on My Boots," which uh, he wrote. Really? And yeah, uh, his daddy wrote that, or one of the many songs he's had. And it's so funny. I looked down and I said, "Rhett, let me take a picture of your boots." And he says, why? I said, well, just don't throw them away because they're pretty choppy. But I said, they might be in the Country Music Hall of Fame one day for John Party. He goes, oh, my gosh, I ain't throwing these away. He's, these are inspiration. <laughs> so I took a picture of his boots and posted it. It's actually on my NashvilleMusicLine.com. Huh. And you see the boots. You're like, those are the boots they wrote about? Because you would think they would be cowboy boots. But these are good old working man boots, you know. No it- laces, nothing. Zip them up and go. And that was good that John Party you mentioned had the number one. This is a guy who is from out west, but man, he's a good country music singer. Oh yeah, well he, like I said, he he is probably. It's, uh, when I interviewed him, he had been here ten years from the time he landed in Nashville to the time he goes to his number one party, which is what they tease about. It's a ten-year town. Buddy Jewel says it's seventeen, I think, and Jesse Lee says it's eleven. But Johnny, John was literally right on the money, a 10-year town from the time, from the month he moved here mm. to the month he was number one. And uh, he's very, he's got some great stuff going on. You should hear some of the songs I've been hearing that, that has been put on hold for his record. So hopefully we'll hear some new music coming out soon. We're talking with Precious Harris. This is the National Music Line on the Y'all Show. We'll take a break here on the program. When we come back, we'll continue on with some other news from Music Row and We're going to leave you with a trivia question that Precious has posed. All My Exes Live in Texas topped the Billboard Country Charts on this date in 1987 for which superstar in country music? If you don't know that, we need to go get you through country music therapy. I don't know if Precious offers that or not, but she ought to. We'll be right back with more with Precious on the Y'all Show.
As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. What do you hear? Most people just hear an engine. We hear a 6.2 liter Hemi V8 with a supercharger that accelerates so fast, it'll suck the air out of your lungs and knock you back in your seat like you're an astronaut in a rocket ship hurtling through the stratosphere. But then again, we're not most people. We're the Brotherhood of Muscle. Dodge. Domestic. Not domesticated. Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. Hi, Tom Bodette, coming to you from one of those open offices. They're designed to make it easier to share ideas and, apparently, the details of Cody the intern's love life. So if you're looking for some space to call your own, try Motel 6. They have the low prices you've come to expect, plus the peace and quiet you so desperately crave. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. And Cody, you can do better. Book online at motel6.com. Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And Icy Hot Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart, they should call it Shaq Relief. Ooh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. She's been going out with him. She's been going out with me. Said she'd let us know. By tonight, which one it would be? So I waited by the phone, but she never called me up. Had to know what was going on, so I drove by her house. And sure enough, that ain't my truck in her drive. And the y'all show is back, winding it down. On a Wednesday with Precious Harris here in our final segment of today's show, it's the Nashville Music Line where we talk 
country music and more. And we had a trivia question going into the break. This week in 1987, the number one song was All My Exes Live in Texas. And the answer of who sang that song, Precious Harris, your answer. Well, the answer is George Strait, and he <laughs> has sold an excess of one million records worldwide. Now, more, more than one million, you've got 100. No, 100 million. Sorry, yeah. 100 million. Okay. Sorry. You have to realize I'm an old woman. I need my glasses on. Okay. Yeah, 100 million. And he actually, uh, I think you can call it Honky Tonk 101. Uh, because there's actually one of my clients, former clients, Jeremy Parson, wrote a song called Honk, uh, Hit Me With Some Honky Tonk. And uh, it's basically telling you about, you know, where to go to hear the good music and the people that come before the people who are here now. It's actually a really, really good song. So uh, hopefully one day it'll get cut. But it's a good introduction to uh, music, country music therapy, as you would say. Yeah. Well, that's something we all should offer. Everybody needs to go to some kind of therapy these days. But I'm telling you, there's you can make a fortune if you offer country music therapy. Oh, yeah, especially for people moving to town. I actually have my clients before they – once we have our initial meeting is if you're going to play Monopoly, you need to know where the players are and where the real estate is. Mm -hmm. So understand the logistics of Music Row. This is a record company. This is a, uh, you know, this is a publishing company. This is an artist management company, what each one of those pieces fit. So I sort of do offer country music therapy. Um, but, uh, I, I can't, I was interviewing Luke, uh, Brian the other day and with several other, um, music bro reporters. And he was, uh, actually talking to the crowd on the mic and someone had came up to him, uh, on the red carpet. He didn't say who and said, Hey, uh, are you going to name the dogs? And Luke goes, just for a second, I was just taken back. And he goes, I didn't even tell, he said, I, think that's Blake because he said I was so taken back I didn't know what to say and I didn't want to you know put it out there but he said sometimes when you got balloon in your you know you got your balloons in the air and you got three number ones on one day and you're so excited the 17th 18th and 19th then poof there goes the fairy godmother and someone's like oh okay so I thought it was cute and he, he thought it was funny at first but he said it definitely keeps you grounded in this business Precious Harris is available to help you out in your music career if you want to, you know, help learn more about the industry. She's got an awesome book out, and you can get it at collegeofsongology.com. It's a book about how she offers her music career advice and, and consulting services. So check that out, collegeofsongology.com. And then she has her own music blog about country music, nashvillemusicline.com is how you can find all that. So lots of ways to keep up with Precious beyond the y'all show. Precious, you mentioned a duo that I was not familiar with, Jesse and Noah. This is a new country duo. Tell me about them. Okay, well, their fathers are David Bellamy of the Bellamy Brothers and uh, sons of David Bellamy of the Bellamy Brothers. And uh, they have re re released a new single called Gambler's Heart. And uh, they've been around a while performing international, you know, with their father and on tour dates. And, of course, that's all they've known because the Bellamy's are right at 50 years in the business. So that's all he's ever known. But they're actually – I interviewed them last country radio seminar, mm -hmm. and they're very well uh, poised in the knowledge of country music and their career and what they want to do. They really carry it on. But it's their first single, Gambler's Heart, uh, from their forthcoming album, Neon Pike. 
And so um, I think they're going to go digital and streaming services first later this summer and then later on when they get ready to tour for the season. Um, Because sometimes they usually go to Europe toward the end of the year. Uh, They'll have it ready for the Europe fans over there. So I'm excited because they're really super nice kids, very respectful. Now, David and Howard, his brother of the Belling Brothers, I would say are easily probably in their 60s, if not in their 70s now. So how old are the the sons of David Belling? (laughs) Uh, they're in their 30s, in the like 30s mid-30s, okay. yeah, okay. mid-30s, and because uh, it's hard to imagine because, you know, just seeing them and meeting them years ago in like 1988 at a county fair and seeing them around, it's just like, yay, these boys 40 years later is very, very, happy, you know, excited to see them still here. But they got a new uh, TV show, Howard and David does. Really? On, uh, yeah, on it's called uh, Honky Tonk TV. And they've got a TV show, and they're planning another world tour over to Europe in a couple of months. So they're still going at it strong. And another band that's been around for 55 years is my buddies from Kentucky called uh, the band Exile. Ah, <laughs> Exile, yes. I'm going to kiss you all over. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, that is a super, super, <laughs> super mega hit. Uh-huh. It was like, number one, it's one of those songs that you know that you could have a career on. It just goes and goes and goes. But like I said, they've had super love and several other ones. But uh, what they've done is they have taken their uh, made a, their first full studio album since the 1990s. It's been a while since they've had a full, you know, EP. And uh, they re-recorded their songs throughout the years, and they've added some really cool sounds and some more things to bring it up to date, modern wise, and remix it. And they've all been involved in it. And they are celebrating a um, they celebrated they got a special award at the Kentucky Music Hall of Fame this year. Um, it's the 55th anniversary of them singing, so it makes me very excited to see it. another band from Kentucky because that's my home state, mm-hmm. you know, continue on in this wonderful, illustrious country music. Yeah, that's awesome news for Exile. They, of course, had that crossover hit in the 70s, and then they had a lot of big hits in country music in the 80s. Then they had a civil war within the band. I think Les Taylor was a singer in the band. He went off on his own and didn't quite make it as a solo artist. Maybe, I don't know if he's part of this reunified effort there. But He is. Okay, good. I saw saw him uh, him, uh, during uh, Tim Pan South. And he had recently, a friend of ours had an anniversary of his business for one year. And he's in exile actually under their uh, publicity company. And I got to see uh, Les and his wife. And uh, it's so funny. He remembered me. He goes, Precious, it's so good to see you. And I'm like, I can't remember. can't believe you remembered me after all the people <laughs> that you meet and see. So, uh, but yeah, I love seeing them. The, one of the best performances I've ever seen was when they inducted the Kentucky Headhunters. Exile inducted the Kentucky Headhunters into the Hall of Fame about three years ago, four years ago. And they were up on stage jamming with Sam Bush from Newgrass Revival because he's a Kentucky boy. You know, from he actually was born about two miles from where my grandmother was um, was born and lived in Emerson County, Kentucky. So it was Steve Warner. Ah, my two, favorite. Yes, Steve was there. It was Steve and Sam Bush and the Headhunters in Exile, and it was the most massive jam session. I flew high for like forty-eight hours. I was so excited, and I took way too many pictures, like my firstborn child. But it was worth it to go through them and, and see it happen. You know, see just the just history being made there. Shannon McCombs and I, who does go-go show prep, uh, 
you know, that's our thing to do. That's our by, um, every other year thing that they hold. Uh, that's our girls trip to go to Kentucky and support our musicians that we work with down here in Nashville. Well, we're going to go to Kentucky on the Thursday edition of the Y'all Show. Have you ever heard of the Keeneland Racetrack in Lexington? Oh, yeah, it's famous. Yeah. That's, well, where, that's where Queen Elizabeth keeps her horses up there in Lexington. I didn't know that. Well, tomorrow on the Y'all Show, we're going to have our Dixie destination of Keeneland contours that is a classic car show going on next weekend at keeneland and we're going to have a special guest tell us all about that now i bring that up here in this nashville music line because you just mentioned exile and exile's home base is lexington kentucky so want to give lexington a shout out for exile but also the lexington area is where montgomery gentry was from yes montgomery gentry i think it's uh Jessamay county Mm-hmm. and Fayette County. They go by counties in Kentucky, to, like parishes in Louisiana. But, uh, yeah, John Michael's from around there. And, yeah. uh, Eddie, and see, when I was interning for John Michael, Eddie was his tour manager in the early 90s, like when we met. So I was there going through the process when Eddie didn't want to, but he had given up the tour manager's job because him and Troy had uh, did the country showdown up there and had won mm-hmm. and uh, for the regional. And they ended up you know, John Michael's manager ended up getting them a deal and it just went from there. And, uh, so, you know, very sad that Troy had passed last year, but I will tell you, um, it just makes me feel very proud to see the bluegrass state. It's something in the water, as they say up there. And it's the truth for sure. Or or bourbon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Bourbon. Yeah. I know. Yeah, we lost no. Troy Gentry and Montgomery Gentry on September 8th of last year when he was 50 years old. He died in that awful helicopter crash in New Jersey on a day that I think he and Eddie were going to be giving a concert up there in Joyzy. Precious, yeah. uh, before we say adieu to you for the for the week, also you've got some news on the Waylon Jennings front? Yes, Waylon Jennings, one of our good friends, plays steel for him, Fred Newell. And uh, but five former members of them, the, the original is going to be um, touring and reuniting. And they got Jesse Coulter coming on some of the dates with them and Shooter. And they're going to be hitting the road to present running with O'Waylon. And it's basically a music and memories of Waylon Jennings this summer with Jesse, you know, pitching in and Scooter or summer. I mean, Shooter, some of their uh, wonderful memories about their father and their husband. And they're going to be experiencing Chronicles, one of the most powerful, actually, movements in country music history, the outlaw movement. And I'm 99% sure there was a music journalist, she's passed on now, called Hazel Smith. And she's the one that penned the term outlaw country. Hmm. Is what uh, They had a roast of her about two years ago, and, uh, and they were talking about that because uh, the producer that produces Chris Stapleton, his name is Dave Cobb. He actually was encouraged to move here and start producing. And he also does Dave Isbell, I mean, Jason Isbell and some things. And he actually was moved here because of Waylon and Jesse. And one thing I want to pass along, North Carolina native Luke Combs is going to be on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert performing his brand new single, She Got the Best of Me. And that will be on Tuesday july 17th and he's going to be on good morning america on the 30th of july performing that same song and he's had a great kind of run here in the last year or two you know anything about luke combs precious i do he's got a good friend from georgia ray Fulcher. what they call we got a little click called the oregon click the georgia click and it's not really a click it's just that people come up here 
you know, that wanted to do music, that they found kindred spirits in their home state with people who are already up here. And Ray uh, ended up hooking up with uh, uh, Luke, and basically, I think he had six cuts on his first album. And he Ray tours with him and plays with him and does opening act slots, too. But Ray's um, actually been in the office in my songwriter's room, the sanctuary, uh, writing songs with some of my, my – um, so my, I call them kids, but they're my songwriting and publishing clients. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's an amazing, amazing writer. So it's uh, almost like, a, 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 you know, a Dean Dillon and George Strait type magic, you know, with Dean's. I think he's had 30 ones, 30 number ones with George or something like that. Outrageous is the joke around town. But uh, yeah, so Luke and Ray make a really good songwriting team. So I'm very, very excited for Ray because he definitely deserves it. He has been here kicking the grass and stomping the sidewalks for a while. So and I, I give Luke Combs credit. You know, it's not easy trying to create your own kind of unique identity when you're a singer. And he has the market cornered on fishing shirts. He is the fishing shirt country singer. Oh, yeah. Just like Deanna Carter was the barefooted singer, you know, yeah. took her up on stage. It's <laughs> yeah. one way to help you remember him. But of course, like I said, I got to meet um, Luke at uh, CRS a year ago when he was getting out there and being known. Very, very, very shy individual, but very, very nice, very respectful. A Southern so, gentleman. Very much a Southern gentleman. Totally. All right. Well, John, I enjoyed being with you today. Thank that you for letting me gossip and talk and thank you very much precious we'll catch up with you again next week you got it thank you dear bye, -bye. All, right. all right precious harris nashville music line well that will wrap up today's y'all show with yours john rawl and we'll be back on tomorrow with you as we're going to not only talk about that event going on in lexington kentucky next week in the keeneland contours but we're going to have a special guest stop by best-selling author kevin powers He'll be coming on to talk about his brand new Civil War themed book that is out there, a novel that you don't want to miss, and his other book that was turned into a movie that starred Jennifer Aniston. We'll talk about it all on the Thursday edition of Y'all. We'll see you tomorrow. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again.
Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. <laughs> I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes, another if you've got high blood pressure, if you're overweight, raise another finger, two if you're very overweight, and three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners.